Listener Production. Relish, chutney, hollandaise or HB. Things are about to get saucy. You naughty little monkeys, you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, mate, worst thing. Oh, no. No, I'm telling you, you this is the worst. I go into the servo yesterday to buy myself a cheeky frozen Coke. Okay, You know I'm trying to be brave and be a middle-aged man who can proudly drink frozen slushies, you know. Do you, you know, for it to be not as embarrassing, do you, like, put on a school uniform and wear a backpack (laughs) and do that so people don't look at you so weirdly when you do that? (laughs) No. I did look, I, I took my first little lick of like as it was overflowing from the top. As I turned around from the machine, I took a big lick and I locked eyes with this dude that was walking into the surf. And I and I just felt like, By you shouldn't be. petrol for his ute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was in Ibiz and I'm here licking my frozen drink and just eye contact. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. But anyways, I, I noticed the car tires a little bit flat. Go round, pump it up with the air. Bloody nail in it. Oh, that uh, is the worst thing. Oh, uh, and I just bought these tyres. Uh, I bought four new tyres from a drive up to Byron on the, over the Christmas holidays, and now I've got a big stinking nail in one of them. Who is using nails on the road? I Why don't know. Why are they there? You don't need to nail the road. Also, how is the nail getting in there? Because the way that it was in was, like, perpendicular. Yeah. And I, like... It's not like people are leaving nails pointing directly up on the road like it's a Home Alone film, you know? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, and even if that was happening, wouldn't the car tire just knock it over and keep on driving? I don't understand, man. Anyway. Anyway. Um, worst thing. <laughs> worst thing. That's going to try and pull himself together so we can put on a good show for you today. Very excited to be joined by Brooke Boney, uh, today's show entertainment reporter and host of one of the brand new podcasts that you can get on the listener app if you've seen us on there. It's our stable mates uh, alongside Linda Mariano at Brooke and Linda's Dream Club is live. And uh, Brooke is going to jump on and tell us all about it, which would be really oh, cool. You might be happy, but I've got to share my studio with another person. First <laughs> is Tom Tilly, now Brooke and Linda. And I've got bloody empty, I mean, there was half drunk tea mugs in here the other day, which I'm certainly going to be pointing the finger at, you know, old BB about. Ooh, old adult drink being left around. <laughs> Goodness me. Not a scoopy straw in sight. <laughs> All right, come on, let's get the show started. It's Matt and Alex. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Matt O'Kine, did you read Dr. Zeus growing up? Did I? Mate, I still read it right now. Oh, the places we'll go. It's on the it's on the high rotation at the O'Kine household right now. Sophia digging it. Absolutely loves it. And tell you what, dad digs it. I dig it. It's, he's very clever. It's beautiful. I was yep. like, this is, sometimes I'll be reading it for Sophia and I'll think, yeah, life does have, have its ups and downs and that's okay and we'll get through and all oh, the places you're going when it gets to the bit where it says, kid, you'll move mountains. I get so emotional thinking of the things that Sophia will achieve in her life and that I might miss out on them, but at least I hope that she has the courage and, uh, and strength in herself to know that she can achieve greatness. Yeah, well, you can't do that anymore. He's cancelled. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, that's... Yeah, he's cancelled. That's, that's over. No, be... he's not cancelled, but... Oh, he's pretty... He's, he's semi-cancelled. He's on his way. He's right... It's, the question's up, do you really want to leave? And it's like, leave. <laughs> no. He's not cancelled, but the Dr. Zeus Enterprises, who take care of, you know, the foundation. Dr. Zeus, um, born in 1904, died in 91, I believe. So there's people who... On and through consultation and feedback from teachers, specialists, and academics, working with a panel of experts to review all of his work, are six books 
uh, it's been decided are being pulled from uh, from shelves uh, because they're a racially insensitive portrayal of people of colour, which is um, pretty interesting. And from the descriptions, I haven't actually seen any of the images myself, but from the descriptions there, they're caricatures and, and damaging ones at that in uh, 2021, which are young people, um, it's been said by these ex- experts, shouldn't be exposed to. Yep. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's yes. pretty it's pretty common from uh, for all this sort of stuff, isn't it? People born in 1904, yes. Any art is going to be problematic when you look back at it. Certainly. A and lot of, sorry, I'm not going to say any, a lot of it. Well, that's the thing. The, the interesting thing about this, because I saw the story and I looked into it a bit, because I remember reading, and I've since reinvestigated, and Dr. Zeus, in, in his day, in the 30s, 1930s and 40s, massive lefty, you know, who was absolutely not only anti-fascist, but anti-America first, when America, it didn't jo- join the war for many years. He, he was writing political cartoons at this time. Mm. And like, for instance, here's one of a lady reading a children's book to people called Adolf the Wolf uh, with an American first sweater on saying, and the wolf chewed up the children and spit out their bones. But those were foreign children and it really didn't matter. Just absolutely two, taking a massive... The two children are horrified, obviously. It's yeah, a statement. Exactly. But taking an absolute massive dig at the people <laughs> who, just because these children are overseas... You know, shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't care about them? So he absolutely you could say he was cared about a lot of people, but it's since then. There's also yeah, also instances, particularly after the Japanese attack at at Pearl Harbor, he has yeah. some really racially you know uh, insensitive and quite racist portrayals of particularly uh, Asian populations. Yeah, it's uh, I mean it's an interesting one. I'm glad. I'm look, enterprises have done the right thing mm. by getting rid of it. You know, by uh, ceasing to. To uh, to publish these books, but but it's interesting reading about how later in life he wrote um, Horton Hears a Who, uh, one of the famous lines: "People are people, are people, no matter how small." He went on a trip to Japan, and after talking to a friend from Japan, he wrote this book, which this um, friend of of his said could be seen as an allegory for him realizing, "Oh man, I've I haven't been great in a few of my publications sure. in the past." That's all you can really and, expect an artist to do. And people from these Dr. Zeus enterprises saying this is probably what Dr. Zeus would have wanted. It's not a not so much a war against Dr. Zeus rather than, yes, everyone's on the same page in that we've got to get rid of these sort of things so as not to, yeah, hurt hurt the people who are A, reading it, or B, being affected by it or neg- negatively portrayed. Man, I'll tell you what was bad. You remember Tintin? <laughs> I oh. do remember Tintin. Oh, my God. All the Tintins. I'll tell you what. Yep. There was some portrayals in that. That have not lasted the test of time. Well, we're not onto Tintin just yet, but we are living in this brave new world world of woke Dr. Zeus. Because six books are gone, Matt O'Kine, which means there is some room for some new literature to be put into place. And I think you and I have got the the wits about us that we can put in some new positive woke titles for some Dr. Zeus children's books. What's the title of your first book? Well, it's not going to be called The Butter Battle Book anymore. Uh, we're changing the name to The Vegan-Friendly Cashew Nut Spread Book. <laughs> that one talking about nuclear war and how bad that would be. <laughs> the Butter Battle Book. <laughs> well, yeah, that was, book is about yeah, that. Go. Very woke. <laughs> <clears throat> A new release featuring Horton the Elephant titled Horton the Elephant Confronts the Body Shamers of Solar Salou. 
sick of being called <laughs> a big fat elephant. Instead of if I ran the zoo, uh, it'd be called if I ran the governmental department for agriculture, fisheries and conservation. I'm uh, chiefly responsible for animal welfare. Another extension. There's a wocket in my pocket and they're teaching me about their preferred pronouns. Uh, another book. How the Grinch stole a non-specific religious holiday. <laughs> God damn it. We really need to <laughs> we need to compare notes on this thing. How the oh, Grinch yeah. stole the non-denominational <laughs> holiday season. <laughs> Come on. Well, at least it shows we're on the well, same page, literally, <laughs> Matt. We're on the same page. Instead of, I do not like green eggs and ham, Sam I am does like green eggs and ham. He likes brown eggs and ham. He likes white eggs and ham. In fact, he likes all colours of <laughs> eggs and all hams. All hams should be treated equally. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Come on. I was actually in Zeusical the Musical. What? which was a musical based on the stories of Dr. Zeus. Tom Ballard played the cat in the hat. And um, I played General Genghis Khan Schmitz. Oh, that sounds racist. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you part of the problem here? <laughs> well, I don't think so. I didn't, I didn't play it uh, with any racial overtones or undertones. Oh, it sounds like it. it sounds like it. Uh-oh, hit the cancel button, friends. <laughs> Apologies to our Mongolian listeners. <laughs> My name is General Genghis Khan Schmitz. I scare children out of their wits. But you'll see at a glance, sir, that that is the answer to violence and gender and twits. Do we have the rights? Do we have? Do we have enough money for you to re-perform this on this podcast? But in this case, I think the shoe fits. Left, right, left, right. Anyway, so you go. And what sort of reviews does Zeusical the Musical get? Scathing. <laughs> the Audible Standard called it a low point in amateur theatre. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Alex Dyson, I've got an apology to make. Well, today's the day to do it, my friends. Yeah, I've got to say sorry to my partner, Belinda, because, you know, I went to drama school. All right. Yes, now, one did. of the biggest focuses of drama school is pres- preservation of voice. You've got to make sure you look after your vocal cords. Bachelor of Fine Arts in Acting, I believe. Yeah, BFA. The F and A stand for someone else <laughs> when you've got an acting degree. Bachelor but anyways. Bachelor of FA, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'd do real well, well around the campus, wouldn't it? <laughs> but um, but I like to preserve my voice. One of the things we got taught in, in, in drama school is, you know, coughing can be quite bad mm-hmm. for your voice. You keep going, <coughs> you mm. feel your vocal cords slapping together. So if you've got a cold or anything, you keep coughing and coughing and coughing, guess what? You might get nodules, okay? Oh. And nodules is a terrifying word to an actor. They scared the bejeebus out of us at drama school with our nodules. So anyway, now whenever I have to cough, I just, I just exhale and wheeze out my throat. Um, you know, so this, so this morning, lying in bed, had a little tickle in my throat. So I start just going, <laughs> trying to dislodge. Right? Yeah, the just need trying to, to dislodge. <laughs> oh my god! Right, which you can imagine. Belinda absolutely loved. (laughs) 
First she thing gets in the morning. so angry with it. And I'm like, I'm just trying to preserve my voice. She's like, just cough like a normal person. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Valinda, yes, for well, wheezing my way through bed this morning. Well, today's the day where the Partners of Australia finally gets their just desserts. The apologies that they've been craving uh, because we always encourage you to send us a voice memo uh, whenever you do something wrong. Okay, and you'd like to admit fault uh, for today, the National Partner Apology Hotline. Send us a voice memo just like the following people have done. Uh, so here, Partners of Australia, your partners have something to say to you. Hey, boys, it's Rob from Toowoomba here. I'd just like to apologise to my wife, Emma, for thinking it was a good idea to buy her a laundry basket and pegs for Christmas. She was grateful at the time, but I know deep down inside she was disappointed in me. Sorry, Chucky. Hey boys, Justin from Sydney here. I've got a double apology I need to make to my partner Ash and my best friend's partner Iz. A few years back, my best mate and I went to a three-day music festival in Munkarai, New South Wales. The good four hours drive north from Sydney. I was a designated driver home. Um, however, on the last night slash morning, I had a little bit too much to drink and my mate and I definitely would have blown over the limit. So instead, we got the girls to spend eight hours out of their day to drive up, pick us in the car up and bring us home. Yeah, they weren't enthused and my partner was also recovering from no surgery. So yeah, I'm deeply sorry, ladies. That just simply wasn't cool. G'day guys, uh, just Toby from Warcool here. I'd like to apologise to the missus, Emily, for uh, taking too long to fix the back door and uh, allowing our goat, our pet goat, Glenn, who apparently has a bit of an eye for comfort, uh, to headbutt his way into the house over the weekend while we're away and uh, proceed to poo and pee all over our bed and our couch. So, uh, <laughs> sorry about taking so long to fix that door, but anyway. Hi, this is Dave from Sydney, and I'd like to apologise to my wife for going out with my mates and getting too drunk. So drunk that my phone's facial recognition couldn't recognise me and I couldn't figure out my passcode. So you had to be called to come and pick me up. Apple, I would like an apology from you. So I have a T-shirt I got from when I was visiting China once in Beijing. And it's very similar to the I Heart New York T-shirt kind of design, but for Beijing, instead it says I Heart BJ. Um, it's my favourite T-shirt. Um, and I always make sure to wear it when I'm visiting the girlfriend. So when we meet up at the train station, I've got, always got that T-shirt on, usually under a jacket, so I unzip it just as soon as she sees me. Um, and she gets very annoyed by it. Um, and more recently, she's actually kidnapped it and is sending me ransom notes about what she's going to do with it. So I just want to say I apologise for that T-shirt and can I please, please have it back? Tell you what. Well, I tell you, the men of Australia are bloody <laughs> yeah. disgraceful. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Well, yeah. well, okay. Can you grub a dub dubs out this week? <laughs> Goodness me. Okay, we can look at this two ways. Okay. Yep. The men of Australia are absolute grubs. Yep. Or the women of Australia, complete denial. <laughs> All right. <laughs> absolute denial and thinking that they don't have anything yeah. to apologise to us for. It's tough. It's a tough challenge, isn't it? Because it's it's a close call. Partic- you know, Monday's International Women's Day, so maybe these men, Matokine, just getting in early before that. 
No, they well they better be doing making making up for it. That's for sure. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Going down. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yep. Put the bib on, my friends. And get to can it. Someone, someone, can someone head to Beijing and get mad a t-shirt, please? Because we need, we need, we need his message. We need his message to spread. Spread wide. Um. I mean, no. No, come on. No. I mean. No. Okay, look. No, let's move on with the show. Next segment. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All Day Breakfast. All right, on All Day Breakfast, it is now time to welcome to the show someone who uh, reports the news and entertainment every morning on the Today Show on Channel 9, someone who did the same on Triple J for a number of years as well, and someone who has just joined the listener stable mate alongside Linda Mariano with a brand new podcast called The Dream Club. It is Brooke Boney. Hello, Brooke. Hey, is there anyone from Triple J who hasn't joined a listener at this stage? How many of us is there? Uh, who we got? We got Tilly. Tilly's in there. Mariano. We haven't heard the Louis McCurdy return yet. Yeah. Bones. But, what do you but, reckon he would, his podcast would be called? It'd be something about, like, hasn't he been mowing lawns and planting trees and stuff? He could do a gardening one. Dude, oh. Louis's been doing the most wild stuff. I heard he was a, a ambulance driver for a cat cafe, wasn't he? <laughs> Like he, del- he, he worked like with a cat shelter in the UK, yeah. Vets and stuff. Anyways, <clears throat> wild stuff. But yeah, they, they keep the listener they keep the listener cars just out the front of ABC. And uh, <laughs> when you say goodbye to your office, you literally just walk straight in. Um, no, I could I could definitely see once Costa retires on Gardening Australia, Louis McCurdy <laughs> stepping in and filling oh, yeah. filling the role. But it must be so fun to be catching up with uh, Linda Mariano again. Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, we haven't stopped catching up, really. Uh, we catch up so often that sometimes I call her at the end of the day. I'm like, I just spoke to you like two hours ago. How do we even have anything to talk about? But wait a minute. Did you just see this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I can't tell you how different that is with me and Alex Dyson. Um, I... Radio silence. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> end of the radio year. I'm like, yeah, well, see you in January. And then I delete his number. Um, nah, but it's great. I mean, you guys are such good friends. There's such good chemistry between you two. Mm. And I love how free this, this, your podcast is. You can kind of go anywhere you want. Yeah. If you haven't heard the first couple of episodes of Brooke and Linda's dream club yet, uh, we do have a little bit of a montage of what you can expect every Wednesday. Yeah. Here we go. Yo, coach. Wow. Yeah. Oh, the two bag ladies. We're both bozos. You're welcome. Boom. <laughs> Whatever. That makes it sound like that um, the, the, that commercial radio thing on The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, boing, boing. Um, just need a toilet sound and then that would be spot on. But, hey, Brooke, you, I remember, um, we, you know, we did do our podcast and last year we talked about little songs that you make up, you know, just little songs on the side that you make up in your uh, in your spare time, in your life. And you mentioned to me, this is off air, a little while back, that you've got a little song for your dog. I do. It's called Din Din Doggies. 
Um, and <laughs> do you want me to sing it? Of right course, now? I want you to sing. Why, why else would I bring it up? We want to hear it. Ding, 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 doggy. He's a ding, ding, doggy. I mean, it changes, right? Do it like, again. Do it again. I, I missed it. Sorry. I, I spoke <laughs> over the top of it. Go on. I just, it depends. It's like, he's a ding, ding, doggy. He's a ding, ding, doggy. Woof, woof, woof. He's a ding, ding, doggy. It just basically just try to rev them up to try to get them like excited about eating the same trash for breakfast and dinner every day because it's all in how you sell it. And Matt, you would know this as a parent. You could give them like a carrot. So what I do is pretend it's a carrot bone, which makes it sound like maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a bit of meat in there. But there's not. It's just literally a whole carrot. And I'm like, who wants a carrot bone? <gasps> which good boy is going to get a carrot bone? Um and they fall for it because they're dumb. I'm so much smarter than them. Same as children. Matt, you'd be so much smarter um, than your children. Nah, I, I, you should see what I dish up to Sophia. Buddy, shepherd's pie she threw on the floor yesterday. Wasn't good enough for her. Oh, sorry, you don't like my shepherd's pie. Hang on a sec. Did you just dish it up? You didn't hype them up like some DJ at Tomorrowland. No, I didn't. Yeah. Ooh, okay, that's, that's oh, here's a sheppy, sheppy, ship, ship pie. No, I didn't. <laughs> Look, I'd like to blame her, but that's on you. You no, need to. No, whatever. Also, I would probably still eat the shepherd's pie off the floor because I love shepherd's pie. It's good, hey. It's good yeah. stuff. Um, what kind of what kind of things do you chat about on Dream Club with Linda in between the um the noises, Brooke? <laughs> in between all of those like commercial radio sounding noises that we make, well, we just like pull out the best bits uh, or the most interesting bits from pop culture and arts and society and stuff throughout the week. Like this week we're chatting about um, Billie Eilish, uh, the doco that's dropped on Apple TV Plus, because Linda and I both had different experiences with Billie Eilish. Obviously there's so much to unpack because she's a huge hit with teenagers, but like the reason that they love her so much is because of, you know, the way she talks about depression and anxiety and is it fair to put that much pressure on someone who's that young? Um, but it's also where we figured out that nearly everyone in the world has at some stage kissed a poster and, like, no one's talked about it because <laughs> Billie Eilish is obsessed with Justin Bieber and she talks about it at length and it's like a really sweet little narrative that goes all the way through the doco. And then I was like, wait a minute, yeah, we're all sickos walking around pretending that we're not. And I've done just, like, a temperature check and asked a few people. It's a weird question to ask, by the way. Um, have you kissed a poster? What have you practiced kissing on? <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't. I had a, I had a, uh, a, a big, like cardboard cutout of, um, of Hillary Duff for a long time under my bed. Um, <laughs> Hang on a second. Yeah. How has this not come up? I never, I never kissed it. I don't believe. But I had one. I worked at a video but, store. But having people- it up to your bed. Denotes shame. No, it, I, you well, knew it was it. wrong, and you still had it. I was eighteen years old. Of course, <laughs> I'm not going to have a goddamn Hillary Duff thing in my bedroom. Okay, Some people also, at the video store. No, let me explain myself, okay, no, everyone. I will not, because at some stage you said to yourself, "Oh, I'm going to write dibs on that Hillary Duff life-size cardboard no, cutout. Somehow I, get it to my house, and then put it." In a sacred place under my bed, Matt No, why? No, okay. I got given it after a, a shift at the video store. They they laughingly said, ha ha, this is yours. I said, oh, yeah, I don't really want it, but I'll take it home as part of the joke. Then I get home and what <laughs> am I going to do? Them? I'm not going to throw it in my recycling bin. That's where dad's going to see it. 
Okay, so Dad's immediately going to be like, why is there a Hillary Duff thing in our bin? So I put it under my bed. As out of oh. respect for women. <laughs> I don't need this from anyone, okay? God. Um. So what do you do with it eventually? Hey, can we talk about Dream Club, please? That's what we're supposed to be talking Where about. Where is she, Matt? Where is she? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. If we went back to because my high school bedroom's somewhat similar as it was when I left a real time capsule. If we went back to, because your dad's still at the house, can we send I him into think... your bedroom and check under the bed just to no, see if Hillary's still there? Call there him, is, Alex. There is a, I'm sure that there, look, there was a, there was a bag full of old hair. There is no Hillary Duffs. Okay. I, I promise. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, sorry. Got, who who, got you, who are you kissing, him. Brooke? Yeah. What was your poster, Brooke? <laughs> Taylor Hanson. I thought oh, he was yeah. such Dreamboat. And then I interviewed him not last year, but the year before. And, you know, not as charming as I thought I w- he would be. Oh, so I don't miss you. Don't meet your heroes. People ever. often are better in poster form, aren't they? <laughs> what about you, Alex? Who, which which posters you've been kissing? Um, I didn't have any posters. I mean, I just had footy posters on the wall, I think. I didn't have any um, pop star posters. Yeah. Um, so Kiss Warwick Kappa. That's no. weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also you're aging my football heroes very wrong. That was a generation before. How old do you think I am, Bodie? Kissing Warwick Kappa on the wall. No, 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 no. We're talking the um who was on there? Well, maybe Gary Ablett years. <laughs> Mark of the century. <laughs> All right. So look 1996. Dream Club. Uh it is come <laughs> second episode dropped yesterday. Um, there is two episodes out now. You can expect it every Wednesday. But and Tom Ballard uh, did practice kissing a kettle one time, but it was still hot and he burned his lips. <laughs> what? Why would you practice that? Because it's not even the right texture. Like a piece of fruit, yes. A kettle? Why? Your hand, obviously. Look, their lips. <laughs> Stiff lips, but still. <laughs> okay, right. well, this is somewhat derailed an interview with Brooke Bodie, but um, that's the good stuff that you get when uh, Bones is on the mic. And she is every week, Wednesdays, is when Brooke and Linda's Dream Club drops. So, uh, Brooke, looking forward to hearing the next episode of that one. Looking forward to seeing you on the Today Show in the mornings. Pass on our worst to Richard Wilkins. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you guys. I love you guys. Thanks for having me. And I promise that um, actually it's pretty highbrow what we talk about. I mean, we maybe can work in some toilet sounds just to, you know, try to bring it down a little no, bit. Don't, don't. No, don't, don't. We already no, no, no. that. No, we're, we're already worried that we're, you're going to be stealing our listeners. And so <laughs> if they hear that you've got the fart sounds, and <laughs> there's, no, there's no need for us anymore. <laughs> so just... You keep keep with that level, and um, <laughs> we'll yeah. stay here in the gutter where we belong. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you me here to sabotage me? Is that what's going on? I see. I yep. see. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Brooke. You're the best, and we'll catch you guys soon. Bye. And I kind done any favors recently. Oh, I'm not notoriously favorable. <laughs> I I actually avoid favors at all costs. And now I do this. I avoid favors at all costs. And and I I also avoid asking for them.
Right. Okay, so it's not like I'm just You got a favours ban. I just don't like... It's the same with presents. I don't want presents. I don't want to give presents. What's the last favour you've done for someone? Oh, I remember this was many years ago. I remember that my um my like new girlfriend at the time was just moving house. Yep. And um like I we'd only been going out for a couple of, you know, maybe a month or so, very, very early days. But I remember like when they were moving house, I just went out with some friends. Um and my friend that I went out with actually lived like two doors down from from her house. Yeah. And so I um I remember we got in the cab on the way to the pub and we drove past and I saw my girlfriend at the time and her friends carrying like a big bed down the stairs and I was like, Looks heavy and then just drove through <laughs> the pub. <laughs> okay, so you're not big on the favors. Are you? <laughs> I'm just not yeah. I just I just don't like favors. I mean, but you know, I can't think of anything. I mean, oh look, I mean, you know, a babysit. Me and my sister swap babysitting duties. That's a bit right. of a favor. Lending favor for cars, favor. That yeah. sort of favors. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's all good. Why? Yeah. What, what have you been well, doing? I did do you a need one? I did a no. I did. I did one. Did one on the oh. weekend. Um, well, for who? For my cousin. Oh, moved that's to nice. Darwin. Beautiful place yeah. in the world. But I get the call. Um, hey. I need to get some art to my place, which is at my parents' place. Mm. Book the removalists. They're coming tomorrow. Could you drive out there, let in the removalists so that they can take the paintings and I'll just make off with them and um, that's, that's all we need. Okay. Um, that's a, that's a, that seems like a pretty reasonable favour. Yes, but, well... <laughs> Let's see if you would say yes to this. Oh, okay. It's a 35, 40-minute drive to the house. Mm-hmm. They're going to be there between one and three. Oh. You have five minutes to answer because we need to lock it in. Oh. <laughs> they gave you a five-minute time limit? What's what's the reasonableness level for Bad Kind? Did you have that period free? Well, I hadn't booked anything in. I mean, <laughs> I, if I was choosing something, I wouldn't have driven for an hour and 20 minute round trip to <laughs> to let some removal of you know, in a two hour you, time window. Do you know, um, my my partner recently got, Belinda recently got um, a rug delivered to her by a friend in the UK. I thought that was a, a huge favor. I was like, man. I don't know if I'd be bothered getting a rug, taking it to the post office, then sending it internationally, which is a massive Ooh, hassle. Okay. But she's yeah. done that. And so in my head, I'm thinking, well, you know, Belinda really appreciated that favor. So, mm. but, but to answer your question specifically, I would probably figure out, honestly, and I mean this 100% honestly, and I'm not, I'm not trying to- Yeah. You would fake um, your own death. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. I would see if there is any kind of good noodle restaurant- Near where your cousin lived. Right. If yes, if yes. if I see something with a 4.3, 4.4 Google rating at the very least, <laughs> well, guess what? I might be able to find time. Well, I, I ate two by. minute noodles from their cupboard because <laughs> the removals were an hour late. I waited no! there for three and a half so hours. You did it. <laughs> yeah, waited there for three and a half hours, and uh, and uh, then they came, and then then drove home in in peak hour. Which you know, I like my cousin, so obviously I'd do that. He'd do the same for me, but. It was a pretty, like, because, you know, could you, could you do me a small favor? Could you do me a big favor? Could you do me? A, that was that was getting towards the bigger end, you mm. know, my day it's off. Half a day. That's half a day of your day off. Yeah, it was most of the most of the day. They're waiting for these removalists. But 
I thought, I wonder what the biggest favor anyone's ever, ever done for someone is. Okay. What's, what do you think the biggest favor in the world would have been? Taking a bullet. It's a pretty big favor. Yep. <laughs> hey, sorry. Could you do me a favor? There's a sniper up there who's about to fire. Well, do you reckon you could just um, quickly I mean, jump across in front of me? I don't know. Screaming Look, no in slow motion. I was talking to a mate whose brother had a little bobcat thingy and he helped him dig up a whole pipe that ran right down the side of his house to replace it because of oh, the Oh, well, if you own a bobcat, that's, that's like the double worse owning a ute. <laughs> You know, you're that's just going to go, oi. Some people are begging for favours. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, like anyone who owns a ute. Yeah. I mean, I'm not one to victim blame, you know. <laughs> but absolutely. So if you you own shouldn't a have been ute. owning that, but um, if you owned a bobcat, <laughs> you're really going to get some somebody questions. <laughs> well, let us know what's the biggest favour you have ever done for someone. Send us a message, matt.n.alex. Feel free to, free to make it a voice memo. Happy to take those. But um, yeah, we'd love to know because... Tell you what, he owes me. Mitchy Dice said, if what you're you, listening, yeah, what, if you're listening, I'm thinking of something. Another question is, when are you going to call in the favour? <laughs> well, we shall see. <laughs> I am going to Darwin soon. Oh, so. well, I mean, I would suggest you're not catching a taxi from the airport. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think you're getting the... Someone's uh, renting the limo. I say, some... yeah, I'll be landing between one and three. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Very much appreciate your company on what has been a roller coaster of a show. How about that, Moto Kine? Yeah, it's been wild. Love to thank Brooke Boney as yes. well for being such a legend. Please check out Dream Club out every single Wednesday morning. And um, just we are, for those of you who are concerned, do not worry. You do not need to um, call the SES and put out a search party to go and check under Moto Kine's bed. Just make sure that... We're sending one there just to make sure she's safe and well. The cardboard cutouts. That's not. Uh, is, <laughs> Hillary's gone, man. It, recycled responsibly. All right. She, like she's probably a juice box somewhere. You know, <laughs> <laughs> living a better life than well, under my bed. Well, it makes sense because there's another people wrapping their lips around it uh, there alongside oh, all the right. Matto kind. No. Having a little what smoochy happened? smooch. No, I didn't. I never did. Anyways, look, to leave you, oh, I'm sick of this. Nah, you know what? You 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 do the out. I'm out. I'm gone. <laughs> Go. Nah, you do it. All right. Well, with Matt out of the studio, I have the honour of saying, <laughs> saying goodbye alongside a, uh, a listener called Ross who sent us a voice memo after our rant yesterday uh, of... We needed two slices of bread in a loaf if you just want to make one sandwich. Uh, Ross has sent us his thoughts on that. So thanks very much for listening. And we'll catch you. Well, I'll catch you tomorrow. We'll we'll see what Matt does. All right. No, I, I want to hear Ross. <laughs> okay. I want to hear Ross. <laughs> All right. He came back. Come on. Hit play. Here, here he is. Hey, boys. Two slices of bread and just cut the shit off either side. You have literally just described a bun. It's a bun. Buy a bun, cut the shit off each end and cut it in half. Come on, give it the times, rat dung. <laughs> I'm glad I came back for that. You're all right, I'm out. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.
Listener.